You're listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast, hosted by Joe Hunter on the Sound of Life at soundoflife.org. Back in the day, you probably remember when if you needed a road put through or, I don't know, a railroad track, they would just clear whatever they had to do and put it in. But nowadays, they try to preserve as much as they can, even though the wildlife, you know, they're concerned about that. And we found that we can actually, we can do it. We can keep everything happy, kind of, you know. And they did that recently over in the UK, the oldest pear tree. You got to admit, having a pear tree would be pretty cool, wouldn't it? I think. They call it Cubbington Pear. That's the name of the tree due to its location in a woodland near this town those of you who live in warwick new york named after but they 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 stepped it up a notch in the coolness wouldn't it be cool instead of being from warwick you're from warwickshire yes i'm from warwickshire anyway uh so they were uh they were putting in this um they had to put this rail line in this tree was right in the way so they were determined to save it 200 year old tree but they chopped it down somehow and replanted. I don't understand all that, but uh, they got a landscape contractor in there and knows what they're doing, I guess. And they, they in fact, they, they're replanting a bunch of trees to make up for the ones they couldn't save. But the good news is it's growing. You know, it's it has signs of life. And we always like signs of life, don't we? We love Oh, that, you right? got to yeah. admit, that is pretty yep. neat. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Where do you suppose he came from? Your guess is as good as mine. The sound of life. Imagine being an 11-year-old standing in front of a judge in New Jersey, in a courtroom in New Jersey, scared to death. He was afraid that they were going to... Well, he was charged with beating up a boy. And the boy had called him a racial slur. And he was worried that the judge was going to deport him and the whole family back to the Bahamas. And he had very good reason to be worried. He had... uh, The boy that he beat up had to be hospitalized. But the judge took into uh, consideration all the circumstances regarding the fight and decided to put Myron on probation instead of sending him the juvenile detention facility. That decision changed your world. You know something? Made a decision. This was so amazing. You think about going through the day and you have to, I mean, how do you know that it's that big a deal? There's no way. There's no way you can know. But he decided, since he was on probation, Myron decided that right there, I'm going to change my life. And he began moving toward his dreams. Now, he's an 11 years old. He wrote both his dreams in a notebook, and he kept it. And it was about trying to achieve them. He went about, and his first dream was to play in the NFL. Well, hello, right? Well, remarkably, he did just that. He had a stellar college career at Florida State. He was drafted by the Tennessee Titans. After three years, however, his NFL dream came to an end, and he was let go. You know, that's a big deal. And he kind of fell into a funk. Guess who showed up? Mom. Mom showed him his grade school notebook where he had written his two dreams down. His mother pointed out, you know what? Your first dream to play in the NFL, that's done. And now it's time to pursue that second dream, to become a neurosurgeon. What? That's right. 
And today, Dr. Roll, Myron Roll, at 35 years old, is the sixth year of his neurosurgery residence at Harvard Medical School and Massachusetts General Hospital. An amazing journey. You may be hearing about him because, I mean, you know, that's an incredible story. But it reminds us that we can't let a single mistake define us. We learn from it. We move on from it. I mean, look at people in the Bible. Lately, mine's been Moses. You know, he gets all mad. He kills an Egyptian. He runs off in the wilderness. 30 years he was out there. (laughs) You're not hearing from God? (laughs) It's like 30 years. And then, you know, the love was still there. God never changed his heart for him. It's amazing. You learn from it. You move on. You move forward. When one dream ends... You pursue another, and remember, you are never too old. All right, you got that? Okay, we got it. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Oh, you look like a man who could use more coffee. The Sound of Life. I have a feeling, just a feeling, because I can remember when the kids were preschool, (laughs) way back. If I offered you the quietest room in the world, you'd probably jump at it when you <laughs> give it a little, bit of, a little bit of time. It has been labeled the quietest place on the earth. Yeah, they got the Guinness World Record to prove it. It was built to do experiments in, of course, where you need it like that. Just to give you an idea, the average room measures around 30 decibels at night. So you're sitting there in a room at night. That's 30 decibels. Which is just a low... Well, this room is minus 20. Okay, that doesn't mean anything, does it? No. Well, I tell you, let me, let me give you an idea. When you go in it, most people go in it. I, I would imagine everybody, a human being, after a few minutes of that quiet, when you start hearing not only your heartbeat, <laughs> this is going to freak you out. You can hear the blood going around in your system. You're like, no, 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 that's enough. I'm out. Thank you very much. I'm out. (laughs) uh, But it has become an unlikely tourist attraction, of course, in recent... Because, I mean, who doesn't want to be in the quietest room just to see what it's like, you know? I would just... Just a couple of minutes in there. Well, you find out, you know, sometimes things aren't as great as you think they're going to be. Be thankful where you be content, like the Apostle Paul said, right right where you are. That's right. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. He'll put a smile on your face no matter what side of the bed you got up on. Hang on. And it's not because there may be some flurries in the air. Probably just rain now, but um, we're getting close to 40, but... It is getting very close. Next week, we start we start the uh, Operation Christmas Show Shoebox Collection Week next Monday. So we'll be in it. And I'm trying to encourage you to do an Operation Christmas Show Shoebox. Couldn't be a simpler gift. And sometimes the simplicity of the gift is what makes you kind of go, I don't know about that. You know, is that really all they say it is? You distribute them around, you know. Uh, Samaritan's Purse works with churches in the countries. So the churches, the local churches, get the kids together. They know the schools. They know the families. They know the children. They get them all together for a distribution of the shoebox. 
And they're so simple. You know, hygiene items, really? Soap and a washcloth and a toothbrush? Well, for a child maybe living in an orphanage that have one toothbrush for 10 kids, a toothbrush is a big deal. You're starting to get the picture. So I asked Lucia, because I want you to know, what actually happens to a shoebox? Okay. They start out by receiving the shoebox, right? And then they go to this discipleship program. Not every kid gets the opportunity. That's one of the things that we're, we're growing as a ministry in the greatest journey. But those children then will go through a 12-lesson discipleship program that, that want to enroll in that. It's not a forced thing. And so they enroll in this discipleship program. They go through these lessons and they make decisions for Jesus Christ out of this. And they learn in that discipleship program, The Greatest Journey, they learn how to be disciples and then they become disciple makers. Those kids go into their families, into their friends, their schools, their communities, their neighborhoods, um, and they share the gospel. They learn about Jesus Christ in The Greatest Journey and then they go into their environment and they share the gospel. How amazing is that and those numbers those statistics I mean every 60 seconds four kids accept Jesus like that in four seconds I just spoke four seconds four <laughs> kids on average that's that's amazing um, seven kids enroll in the greatest journey every 60 seconds that is amazing it should be more of a burden for us it should too be too much fun for us it, it, it should be I mean <laughs> we have no idea yeah you know Samaritan's Purse Operation Christmas Child they take that command in Matthew 28 to go and make disciples they take that seriously everything you need to know about the National Collection Week how to pack a shoebox what it's all about right at the banner on our website Sam Soundoflife.org. Your morning dose of encouragement. The Cup of Joe Morning Show on The Sound of Life. When it was, when it was like the day that they reopened the um, Sistine Chapel after Michelangelo had been in there, four years he was in there. Thought, man, this better be good. And you just see all the guys going in there. This better be good, you know, and the women would be like, Wow, we 343 figures are on that ceiling. You may picture in your mind right now an idea of it because it is so famous, so well known. 12,000 square feet. It's a what is known as a fresco, right? And it has inspired generations from around the world for for you know for ages. I wonder if Michelangelo knew that. Yeah, it kind of had a feeling. 1500s, you know the. The stuff that he did is just incomparable. So much so that when the Lambini brothers, I mean, they're the ones that put down the floor of the Sistine Chapel. And, you know, everybody, ever since Michelangelo did the ceiling, we forgot all about that excellent work from the Lambini brothers. You're funny, all right. You're a scream. You ought to get a job <laughs> on one of those excursions. Okay. Books. Helping you focus through the morning fog. The Cup of Joe Morning Show on The Sound of Life. Yes, Luke got Luke on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Hotline. Anything good happened to you lately? Oh, yeah. The whole past uh, year and a half of my life since I came to Christ has been uh, been victory after victory over the enemy. I was a uh, convert from uh, Satanism. Wow-wee. Down to the, the victories over my over my children and, and uh, a lot of the, the people in my life that didn't know Christ are, are coming forward and accepting the word and 
That is a great... Never, you know, just preaching preaching to people that I never thought that I could be used for, for certain things. And when they say God uses broken things, they are definitely right. You've been listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast on the Sound of Life, the Hudson Valley's 100% listener-funded Christian radio station. For more information on upcoming events, contests, to ask for prayer, and to become a member of the Sound of Life family by supporting the station, visit us at soundoflife.org.